In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. The Christmas story is one that with the Virgin Mary we are called upon to treasure and ponder in our hearts. We're supposed to ponder and think about uh, the way that it begins with uh, husband Joseph and with his care for Mary and Jesus. Mary is not his natural wife and Jesus is not his natural son. And yet, even though he can't expect some of the promises that we might uh, think are going to be fulfilled in marriage and childbearing, he cares for Mary and protects her and cares for Jesus and protects them as his own with love, having adopted them both, just as God promises to adopt us and to bring us into his holy family. So Joseph protects them at a time of great danger. The Romans are a threat and they have subdued the country and they've sent uh, all of the people wandering in this hard time to go and be registered. It's a great burden on them and they're traveling under great danger. And so as they go, uh, Joseph protects them as they go to Bethlehem. They have no place to stay and uh, they are in this uh, bitter and dark night and they are provided for among the uh, animals in the stable. This danger and this darkness is the danger and darkness that we face, that uh, the Christian church faces, that the whole world faces at this very moment. There is danger and darkness all around us, and that is what our lives are fraught with. This is the time that uh, the prophet Isaiah comes, 800 years before the time of Jesus, and talks about the great darkness that has descended through war and civil war, through strife and persecution from the, the great empires of the day. And because of the sin of mankind, people are suffering because of their own selfishness and self-centeredness and because of the selfishness and self-centeredness of others, which we call sin. And they're in this darkness and suffering because of it. And God speaks to Isaiah and he says that I'm going to heal this darkness, I'm going to bring about light, I'm going to bring about love and righteousness, and I'm going to do it myself. He says in the prophet Isaiah that a child will be born and the whole government will be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That is, that all the titles of the Savior are in the Father. And we are seeing here from the prophet Isaiah, 800 years before the time of Christ, that all the promises of God are brought forth in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He fulfills all things in himself, and he is the healing one. He is the one that brings light to this darkness. And he does it as a child which we should stop and wonder at because we look to the powerful to solve our problems of darkness. We look to the police or to the military or to politicians or to, to strong men all over to protect us and to provide for us. And yet when God comes and he provides true protection and true healing and true grace, he does it as a small child. And he does it at his most vulnerable to show the antidote to sin by being born and immediately showing the sign of his salvation. 
Notice that when the angels go to the shepherds, they say the sign that is provided for you is that he is wrapped in swaddling cloths and he is lying in a manger. We are not meant to think that they're opening every door in Bethlehem. <laughs> they knew that he was there by the star. The sign is what all signs are. Signs are evidence. Just as we talked about the sacraments, right? The sacraments are signs for us of grace. They are evidence of God's grace. The sign of the swaddling cloth in the manger is evidence of God's salvation. He's wrapped in funeral clothes immediately at his birth to show that he is going to die for the whole world. And he is laid in a manger that is a food trough for animals to show that he is food for the whole world. That he has given his life, his body, his whole being as food for the world. He has laid down his life for his friends. And this is the story that inspires us above all others. Every great story of every hero, whether in battle or whether in fiction, whatever story you know that is the greatest story is always about somebody who is willing to lay down their life for their friends, somebody who is willing to make sacrifice, to risk danger. And this is exactly what Jesus does for the whole world. He comes immediately and sacrifices himself, lays himself down for the whole world at his birth. And when he does that, he shows us sacrificial love and invites us to participate in that sacrificial love with him. As St. Paul writes to Titus, he brings salvation and training, training to renounce righteousness. That means that we are going to learn this life of love and self-sacrifice in training. It's not given to us like magic. It's not sprinkled like pixie dust. We are given day in and day out in the reading of Scripture and in prayer and Holy Communion and fellowship with one another and prayer for one another. We are trained up to live lives of holiness and godliness. And we are meant to do it self-controlled, self-controlled with uprightness, and godly lives in this age. Paul has to include that because some people might say, oh, we can't do that here. That's for the next life. For this age, we are called to godly living. And to be zealous for good works. This means that there's no room for recalcitrance. There's no room for hesitation. There's no room for cold duty. I'm just doing what I have to do. But we do the things of God. We lay down our lives for our friends. We serve one another in prayer. We submit ourselves to God with zealousness. That is with hunger and with thirst for righteousness and for the works of God. That is the story of Christmas that we are given to ponder. The story that we are given to to love, the story that we are given to treasure in our hearts. May we treasure that story this day and forevermore. Amen.